The boundaries have been broken. Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome to Goy Fire. We'll be talking about racist cartoon uproar at the University of Florida. VNN is podcasting. House approves anti-hate bill. TNB as ever. And TJB. Back to our top story tonight. We have a racist cartoon. The University of Florida in the news. Cartoon in UF paper sparks a firestorm. Dozens of black students along with a UF dean have marched on the paper's offices and the editor has received a death threat. Mike Gimiani knew he was taking a chance two weeks ago when he published a racially charged cartoon in the University of Florida student newspaper. The 21-year-old editor, who is white, didn't know how much of a chance until last weekend when someone called his cell phone and threatened to kill him. The threat was one link in a chain of events that began September 13th when the independent Florida alligator printed a cartoon involving black rapper K.N. West and Secretary of State Congolese Rice. West, who said at a recent fundraiser for Hurricane Katrina victims that President Bush doesn't care about black people, is standing next to Rice holding a playing card labeled the race card. Rice has a bubble over her head containing the words, Nigga, please. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So the cartoon unleashed a firestorm on campus. Dozens of black students, along with the UF dean, marched on the alligator offices, student body president condemned the paper and immediately pulled about $10,000 worth of advertisements. A group of black student journalists began making plans to produce an alternative publication. Uh, you know, Aegis, I saw one of those down in South Carolina a few days ago uh, at the pilot truck stop on Main Street in Somerville, South Carolina. It's called Black News. And I thought to myself, well, uh, where's the white news newspaper? This kid who's the editor of this one, he's 21 years old, and they've grown up being taught by Murray Rothstein TV to literally adopt nigger personas in in many cases. So here they've uh, tried to 
integrate, if you will, their language with nigga please and, and all the other nigga this and nigga that and, and uh, rap music, Kanye West or whatever his name is. And uh, they're having a little trouble uh, seamlessly becoming uh, niggers, I guess. It turns out that in this university, I believe it's called Facebook, which is their online bios for students. They, they, they talk about uh, uh, niggers back and forth to each other, uh, actual niggers do. So, uh, again, the social mores of this country are declining so severely that there's little meaning to language. Uh, what we know is is that the uh, simian handlers of the niggers, the Jews, have taught them all the buttons to push of white people. And white people have uh, amiably or amicably, I should say, uh, and bunny-like gone along with it. Where it will end, who knows. But uh, it is nice to see some trouble down in Multicult, Florida. If we can get down there with some TA3s, uh, Todd can, uh, we'll uh, address this. You know, typical, blacks are extremely sensitive, you know. We must always beware of offending their sensibilities. When do they ever worry about offending ours? I mean, it's not, it's not even that. It's the point is the laws are skewed in their favor, let alone our sensibilities. And, and look at the way that this thing is written. It starts off, Jimmy Nani or whatever it is, is it knew he was taking a chance. Yesterday, they write it as, ooh, he ventured to criticize a black man. What's going to happen to him? I wonder. It's very scary. Whereas if, if the reverse were the case, they would have been writing it up very long-faced and legal. You know, like uh, people are making all kinds of threats. You know, if, if it had been a white person, if it were white people who were making the threats against a black editor, they would have treated it as not as, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen, but as a legal matter. I saw this on campus back in the 80s, and it's just, it's all over the place. You know, blacks are encouraged to think that anything that offends them in the slightest way, they have the right to go burn the paper and to attack the editor. And this is only possible by the context that the Jews have created, as Chain is saying. You know, which, you know, it subsidizes their idiotic words like in phrases like nigga please, but the minute you turn around and use them in any kind of mocking way, they're all over you. And you're not allowed to use their special jargon and their uh, their terms or, to, or can't at all ever mock them because they're very serious, dignified people. Yeah. Well, only niggers can say niggers and only Jews can say Jew. Mm -hmm. But they, right. they can one, all say cracker and honky and, and white trash and redneck to their heart's content. I'll guarantee that paper has plenty of rednecks and white trash if you look through it. Well, what was it one of the administrators of the university said, Aegis? Uh, which one would that be? There was, of course, the student body president, Joe Goldberg, who ordered uh -huh. the advertising pulled. The student body year. president condemned the paper and pulled 10,000 of advertisements. You see, and this, this cartoon actually is, is uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's actually fairly accomplished in terms of the drawing and, and uh, you know, in terms of the subject. The guy who did this is the is uh, Marlette, who's the some relative, a son or nephew of the uh, the Marlette, who's a widely published cartoonist. And this guy's pretty accomplished. And it's it's a perfectly normal, ordinary cartoon. And there's there's a uh, it makes its point that Kanye West is playing the race card. And there's absolutely nothing that should be particularly offensive or noteworthy about it. Really, it's not a great cartoon, but it's it's certainly a, a well executed cartoon. It makes its point. All right, I don't think it's a great point, but we have only blacks can't be offended. You know what? What if we said, what if what, what if Chain and Aegis and I and Stan said, well, we don't want to be offended. I mean, we'd be we're offended all day long by every single thing that we see on TV or read in a newspaper. We are never treated with respect, whereas we, we merely act respectably. You know, and the, the blacks, how do they act? One of ENN's essays, there are many very good ones, and one of them, I think, recently published about uh, how that's a, uh, a canard to even assume that, oh, I'm offended. In other words, that very mood is a Jew-inculcated uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, teardown of whites. It's certainly true that they have been given the uh, cultural nod to, you know, anything that offends you or whatever, just speak right up and we'll shut it down. Right. It's a state of perpetual outrage, and it's encouraged at every opportunity. In fact, this goes on all the time. There is at least one instance on one campus, I would say, within uh, three years. Uh, for example, UPenn. This was a big deal because they uh, published the photo of a black perpetrator who had been involved in a series of assaults of UPenn students. And because they had the audacity to put a black face and associate it with a real crime on a newspaper, that was considered offensive. So you actually had black activists going out and robbing the... Uh, the, the newspaper uh, stands and, uh, you know, burning them and trashing them and doing whatever. Sure, in the popular mind, that's perfectly uh, rational behavior. What we see is that only whites, and really white men in particular, 
is there any percentage of them that appreciates free speech? The minorities, it's all—it's always about respect, and you have to respect them, even if what they're doing is not respectable. Murdering. How many times have you had a nigger say to you, "Excuse me"? Talk to the hand. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to—they're trying to intimidate people into never criticizing them, and when they're backed up by the powers that be, basically they aren't criticized. Not not in not in the way they need to be. This original thing with Kanye West and and uh, Candy Rice, or Condoliza Rice, this uh, has been backed up by the FEMA director himself, who said uh, this past week that essentially that there was a, a huge screw up by all the local officials in New Orleans, and they're incompetent. And that was covered somewhat. But what he's saying is Negroes are tend towards incompetency, and if you doubt that, look at their history in Africa. And well, I think the, the, the logic behind this cartoon was uh, the Republicans wanted to show that they weren't racist uh, mm. or did care about black people because mm. Bush appointed Conga to a cabinet position. Yeah. So that they're, was the underlying lick, the boot licking uh, of this even cartoon. There, yeah, they, they, <laughs> and he's well, There's been a decline in the quality of their toting, according to our Negro friends. She's referred to Bush before in a slip of the tongue as being uh, her husband, <laughs> which is very funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they they kind of on the forum we have all this in, in the uh, which forum is it in? It's in the forum and the this just in part. We have both cartoons posted, but I guess someone revised this or something instead of so in the first one, showing Kanye West playing the race card, she's going nigga please. And then in the bottom one, they've replaced the nigger please with, as per the cultural standard of African-American entertainers deriding each other using a racial and or ethnic context, I would like to address you in the same way. You are a rapper who constantly uses terminology denigrating to the African-American community. I am an African-American woman and close friends with President Bush. Hence, Bush does not hate black people. Please. <laughs> All that was a little better and succinctly expressed in nigger please. It's a perfectly functional cartoon. But blacks, blacks being childish can't handle any kind of criticism, and, and the Jews make sure they don't have to. Right. They're, they're it, it free was, to continue their their rampage. Yeah. Another. It was a cartoon. It was a cartoon that wasn't simple enough for them to understand that it was in fact bootlegging on the part of the Republicans, showing that they are diverse and they do support blacks in high positions. Yeah, they're they're just not very smart, and and they're told that they have the right to be offended about anything, and they're they're sensitive. I could give a goddamn about nigger sensitivity. Now, what nigger ever cared about our sensitivity? I mean, just to the point of not killing and raping us. Yeah, you know, we're exactly. not asking you to be sensitive. We're asking you to maintain a, a minimal human standard of behavior, and they can't exactly. do it. Perhaps they're not human. Mm-hmm. I thought many have had before. Yeah, well, with this UPenn case where they had a, a, a nigger perpetrator on the front page, uh, that was for a real crime or several real crimes. That was considered reinforcing stereotypes. Listen, man, yeah. I, I, I was out on the freeway uh, yeah, yesterday in Maryland, and some niggers rolling down the highway with no license plate <laughs> on one of the biggest freeways in the United States. I thought, well, this takes some nerve, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just rolling down the freeway, 80 miles an hour. That or some crack. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the Maryland, they, they'll pull you over for not having your, your uh, right stickers. To bust people outside where I work for that. <laughs> this ties into our second topic tonight, our foray into podcasting and the censorship efforts and uh, campaigns that were mounted by uh, various people to get us kicked off of Podcast Alley, uh, among other directories. This is Adam Curry, and he's responding to people who were calling for Goyfire's removal from his directory so that, uh, in effect, no one could hear our uh, commentary. Yesterday we had uh, a little conversation about the um, listing or not listing of a racist podcast in the IndiePotter.org directory. And we, you know, I kind of looked at it from all angles, and I, there's so much response. Thank you all so much for, uh, for sending in your thoughts and your comments. And I would have to say that uh, except for one email out of easily 60 or 70, um, and that one email suggested or actually said, hey, look, you know, it, you know, IndiePotter.org is, a, you know, it's a private organization. It's not a government thing. 
Uh, you can do with it as you like, and uh, and, and, and that's not uh, you know that that's your prerogative. And I agree, but the other 99.9% of the emails all said, you know, indiepotter.org is um, a, such an important resource for all things podcasting that even though it, the the podcasting question discussed them. Uh, even though they, you know, well, just no, no one said, "Hey, I like that podcast." Right? That make that would make sense, I guess. <laughs> but no one wants it removed. No one wants uh, the listing removed from the uh, from the category, from the politics category. No one wants the politics category altered. Um, and they all feel that free speech is uh, much more important. And probably by not trying to cover it up, it'll you know keep it out in the open. Keep it out in the open. Um, and uh, leave the issues out there. Don't try to turn your back and uh, and look the other way. And that has proved uh, not a very good idea in uh, in past history. But it did um, it did really strike me. There goes the jackhammer again outside. It did really strike me that uh, people view IndiePotter.org as a, a a really big community resource, and they want everything listed in there, and don't think anything should be pulled out. <clears throat> so. I uh, had a chat uh, yesterday with uh, a couple of folks at Pod Show, and everyone uh, agrees. You know that's the way to do it. So we're going to leave it at that, and uh, probably we should uh, all focus our energy on, you know, trying to stop hate and trying to stop racism and uh, and educating our our kids and our friends <laughs> and our neighbors and uh, and that that's a much uh, much better way than to just say oh it, it doesn't exist. And by the way, you know, really to to block free speech, we'd have to make it you know. We have to stop them from being from talking, and you know that is that's we're not doing that. This is just not publicizing something, or or it is publicizing something. So we're going to leave it in. From All right, the, the pot father himself, and and this is the guy who was a VJ with MTV, and then he went into web publishing before a lot of people did, and he actually owned MTV.com at one point, and now he's into podcasting, which Aegis has got VNN into, and I guess we're one of their higher-rated ones on Curry's directory. Now, Curry's company has just received $9 million in venture capital funding, so uh, they're, they're probably, looks to me like there's, there's a bunch of new directories out there for podcasting as this new thing grows up, and over time it will shake out like search engines did. They've allowed us to participate in their uh, podcast directory, and uh, people want to hear us, and I think it's it's a sign of how Aryans are that their instinctive thing is to say, hey, you know, let them decide if they want to listen to it. We don't need to boss them around. But the Jews' instinct is to say, shut it down. The minute there's any criticism of the Jew or merest description of his agenda, that's a very real racial difference between our peoples. Aryans tend to be pro-freedom, free pro-free speech. Jews tend to be totalitarian, and that goes right into their genes when, when we they do the baby studies and they find that Jewish babies are much more xenophobic than white babies will tolerate the presence of a stranger, uh, which is ironic in light of how they blast us as being the, the racists and the, the inbreds. I mean, we have uh, this saying, sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt us. Well, they've got anti-Semitism. They've got hate. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, thought crime. They've got people going to jail in, in Canada for, for saying uh, politically incorrect things. The Jews have worked tirelessly to erode the difference between speech and behavior from a legal standpoint, so that the thought is as, as bad as the, the action. Even from a moral standpoint now, so that people internalize these uh, behaviors. That is, that uh, anyone who says these things, uh, ipso facto, is evil. Yeah. Just forget the fact that, that, that our women are being raped and murdered at a horrendous, just a, a, a pogrom rate. It's just horrible. We're the bad well, guys for bringing the news about what's right. actually going on in this Jew-produced world. You know, as the Bourbon says, uh, and Adam Curry, I, I think, would uh, concur with this. Uh, I, I guess he actually fell out with Murray Rothstein and quit MTV, Aegis was saying, some, some years ago. And I, I hope he denounced uh, Murray Rothstein in the process. But uh, as the Bourbon, who's a, a very bright fellow runs a website, says there's no reason to suppress a viewpoint unless it is true because a false viewpoint can easily be combated with facts and logic, whereas the truth can only be combated using lies which are vulnerable to refutation. And uh, this is the problem people come up against uh, with Alex and VNN. We uh, constantly, uh, you know, we just look up things and, and, and research them. Alex has superb editorial content, but the point is we're pointing out the Jewish influence in this country and what it's doing and, and, and has done to us and, and is literally going to drive us to oblivion. 
as a nation. We're, we're essentially, yeah, we have the military, but we can see, for instance, with this Katrina, it's a quarter of a trillion dollars, and even Jew Greenspan said uh, in, in Europe or to the Europeans, I believe, this week that uh, the U.S. budget is completely uh, out of control, non-responsive. It's just a, a complete fantasy. It's beyond all uh, uh, fixing. The writing's on the wall, and uh, I don't know what it's going to take, but if people like Adam Curry continue to give us a, a little niche where... Uh, we nearly treat us the same way they treat everybody else. It's not like they're giving us any kind of special favors or that we should be grateful to them. Yes. It's yes. just yes. that, yeah, like we say, if, if they allow us to play on equal terms, we're going to win because we have the truth on our side, and they suppress us because they have to. They control the media because they have to. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Curry must know this uh, enormous control that they have, and and so he's one of those people who's trying to make a, a difference. Yeah, he is also making inroads into traditional Jewish uh, distribution networks. He's he's constantly says, you know, this is not out of Hollywood. Podcasting is uh, for the people. It's a democratic process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically people um, getting a distribution network for their content that was totally unthinkable just 10 years ago. And uh, he, he constantly harps on how bad radio sucks in the USA, that uh, you're not allowed to say things, that uh, mm-hmm. new music uh, doesn't get, get airtime. It's worse um, than that. Uh, Metzger commented when he went to the Midwest on his mother's passing recently. He said the whole country, and if you listen to it, it's true. It's constant sports, constant Jesus, and uh, constant nigger hip-hop. If you turn on the radio and, and commercials, they're always trying to sell this. And it wasn't like that 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, it's just really a wasteland. I heard them in Roanoke, Virginia, you guys. They sound like 35 or 40 year old people, but they adopt the persona of uh, very glib and, and, and hip teenagers, very verbal. And so uh, there's a lot of repartee back and forth. Roanoke's quite a large city, you know. And, and in Virginia, I was driving through listening to this. And then. They constantly flash to this. I mean, the, the music is is constant bling bling niggerism. You know, with the sound of like, bing bing. You know, and then the niggers going, "That's right, baby, that's why I want to." And it's just constant. And I'm thinking, this is what white kids are listening to now with this kind of commentary. Well, that's uh, the thing. The white kids are revolting and buying iPods, and then they're going on the internet and downloading <laughs> whatever they want. In fact, they'll download a thousand songs that they want to hear, and they'll hit the shuffle button when they're in the car. And they've got they've got what they want, or in the in the subways, in the buses. Uh, Are they listening to Goyfire? Do we have any evidences of that? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to make the point that Curry's whole thing is that corporate radio, as as Aegis and Chain have just said, is utterly stale and conformist. And as you drive around, all you hear are the same things, no matter which quadrant in the country you're in. Well, think about this, uh, Adam Curry. I mean, Goyfire is directly parallel to your efforts to bring new music to the radio, we're offering an alternative to stale politics. There's not a whit of difference. It's just a slightly different sector. We are offering to people what is absolutely 100% suppressed from so-called mainstream media, which is Jew-controlled media. And people do like what we're doing. And it really is uh, the start of an Aryan renaissance. You can tell that the next thing out of either one of our mouths here might be uh, whatever we think is true. You can tell that we are not controlled by any outside force or by any money. We're telling you what we are finding, and it's it's uh, glorious, it's it's liberating, and uh, it attracts people. And the staleness just drives them away because they've already heard it. Well, well yeah, let's say you often say, Alex, to if you can't speak the obvious, that's not freedom. Well, yeah, was it in the line in the sand you said that? Yes. You sound like I, that. You know, if you can't say what is obvious and true and relevant and deeply essential, then, I mean, you're not living in any kind of a free nation. It's like what what Jefferson said, you know, you're free when the government fears you. When you fear the government, that's tyranny. Do people fear the American government? Hell yeah. And I'm not talking about Iraqis. I'm talking about regular, ordinary Americans fear their government. That is tyranny, says Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, well, this whole this whole podcasting thing has gotten me to think about history a lot more. And, uh, you know, when we had a lot of Aryan innovators, you know, creating uh, radio transmitters and, and mass media, but it was so capital intensive that that's where the Jews got the back door into uh, the public forum and, and basically bought up the biggest bullhorns that they could and, and dominated uh, our, our country since, I would say, you know, the beginning of, of the, the uh, 20th century. The mass media era in the 20s and 30s, they get, finally got all the papers. 
Radio in the papers in the 20s and 30s, and then TV in the 50s. When we talk about this, Alex, and, and ages, people don't really perhaps believe us, and we have the proofs on VNN Forum, and all you have to do is just continually yeah. refresh the information that you're getting. And when I say refresh, don't get it from CBS and Murray Rothstein. Yeah, occasionally they'll have a, a story that... Uh, is interesting, but we can just prove this ownership and uh, yeah, ADL, for instance, the ADL's involvement in this recent hate crimes thing. They actually called it the Child Protection Act, and and, and they folded uh, transsexuals and transvestites in there. Well, what kind of uh, – I know I'm jumping on that subject, Agent, but – Let's just go right into it. Uh, I'll, I'll give a quote here. In a surprising move, the House of Representatives on September 14th, not 2005, approved the local – Law Enforcement Hate Crimes Prevention Act of 2005, H.R. 2662, as an amendment to Children's Safety Act, H.R. 3132. It was approved 223 to 199. The Senate is expected to approve, also approve a similar amendment within a month. This federal legislation, orchestrated by the Anti-Defamation League and Benai Brith, will lead to creation of a vast anti-hate bureaucracy in America, similar to what now exists in Canada. In Canada, it is a hate crime to publicly criticize such federally protected groups as homosexuals and Jews. In Canada, free speech talk radio no longer exists. It is even illegal now in some areas to evangelize or proselytize hey. in, in public. Yeah, so Canada, this is what, what, what they're gearing up for the U.S. Yeah, but that, that doesn't go quite that far. I think this current one extends special privilege protection to homos. But what, what the one guy is saying is that, they, yeah, they intend to go the Canadian route where they simply ban all criticism of minorities, even if it's the factual pointing out of crime differentials. This doesn't go quite that far. It's just another step, and it's not a, it's not a law yet. The House passed it. But, yeah, giving special protection to homos, and eventually they'll get around to busting preachers for, you know, using quotes in the Bible and claiming that that is a... Uh, that, that's against the law. That's hate. And they, there was actually a Jewish, uh, I think, DA up in somewhere in Pennsylvania last year who busted 12 Christians yeah, for uh, agitating, for using an instrument of hate, a microphone to, to criticize outside some some pro homo rally. That was the that was the Philadelphia Seven. Uh, yeah. Prosecuted by Lynn Abrams. Yeah. The DA. And yeah, they call this the child protection. Anyone who's had yeah. any mild acquaintance with homosexuals knows that they're obsessed with young boys. Uh, uh -huh. uh, it's just awful, and, and and so every time, and it goes back to Jew feminism in the '60s, with the reams of press they got, the very debate and the airing and the publicly, as if there's any dialogue even to be considered, is a teaching process that inculcates all of these things into the popular mind. This is how yeah, it's, it's, like, it's done. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's almost like a sleight of hand or a magic trick on the mind or or. A, a POW technique uh, that the Koreans might use or something. It, it literally is uh, uh, just a, a, a ramming and a battering of the brain with constant messages, which are, are so dissociated from reality as, as to be foreign. Yeah, like whatever the Jew says, just believe the opposite un until you've disproven it, and you rarely will. I mean, we're protecting children by extending special legal protection for homosexuals. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it... it and at Doesn't the same work. time, we're, we're outlawing uh, free speech or criticism of us. Yeah, yeah us, the uh, you know, the bringers of all good. And again, Chertoff wanted to get a new organization. That was released by one of his staff members, a very high staff member. It was leaked. And uh, Michael Chertoff, the Homeland Security Chief, wanted to do this within the past uh, six or eight weeks. It was. We talked about it on one Glory Fire, I believe. And they, this is exactly what the ADL is, a, a private religious organization that farms information and constantly uh, ingratiates itself with money and political leverage with uh, police forces and uh, with communities and, and, and using Jewish media in this country to uh, bombard messages on the country, which are antithetical to the white people's interests in this country. Yes, yeah, finding hate for the FBI. Mm -hmm. The ADL has district offices all around the country like the FBI, which it also indoctrinates on the taxpayer's dime. And they send people out like they sent out this arrestee up here to uh, speak against extremism and hate and hopefully get the suckers lined up like we need to diversify our community. And, you know, it's only it's only these 
white outposts, the white areas that are 95% white that need to diversify. It's never Israel or China that need to diversify. It's never New York City that needs to diversify by adding some white people to the nasty stew of Jews and third worlders. And again, this is what they did in Bolshevik Russia. They talk about the white Russians. In fact, that movie that, that, that the guy made in uh, Topeka and, and, and worldwide about white power, the Swiss uh, man, he called it white terror. And so I, we looked up white terror, and it, uh, that was the term that the, the Jew Bolsheviks used for whites who were against Jewish communism, which killed millions and millions and millions of people. And still in the popular mind, the Nazis are worse. Yeah. It's just crazy. A good example also of any, any Jew media that you work with, they'll always tell you, oh, we're going to do something different from the usual hack or the usual smear. We want to get your side of the story out. Well, guess what? They never do. They're going to yeah. portray it the same exact way. I was reading on uh, Curry's Wiki, which is actually a, a way of um, uh, listeners uh, leaving comments on a show, and on the particular show where they mentioned us, uh, some member, some woman by the name of Christine wrote, uh, you know, even the ADL uh, stands up for Nazis, and, uh, you know, the, the ADL would not approve of this, uh, banning this show. I mean, I, I almost fell off my What tail. does that mean? Yeah, yeah the ADL is no the fan of free speech. It's the last thing they like. But I, I think Curry, one, one other thing about Curry, I think he's wrong. I mean, a, a lot of those 70 people who wrote in, you better believe that they perceive us as an alternative to stale politics. I think they'd rather listen to Goyfire. They'd rather listen to the stuff you see on TV, you know, liberals and conservatives shouting across each other the same boring points, and they're agreed on the essentials. We're debating the things that they are all agreed on. They debate trivia. We're debate, debating the real things, the, real, the, the Jew versus the white, the Jew and the colors that's grouped around itself versus the white majority that founded this country to protect its posterity. So if you want essentials, you come to us. And, and that's what a lot of those 70 people are saying, I guarantee you. It's not merely that they want to preserve our formal freedom to participate in something on the same terms as everybody else. Well, when Curry says we're racist, though, and, and he says we want to stop hate, again, they're adopting the Jewish idea that we're a nation of immigrants, which we're not a nation of immigrants. We had nigger slaves doing work for us. Uh, and, and why? Because worldwide they, they were recognized as essentially being uh, incapable of higher civilization. And that was a, a good place for them in, the, in, in those days. Uh, same mm -hmm. as a good place for them now is away from us. Right, and, and Andrew they were never... Jackson, uh, the Trail of Tears, the Indians uh, sent to res reservations. Uh, mm -hmm. There was no uh, powwow with them. Yeah, but these kids at ages, they actually believe we're a nation of immigrants and we've always been this United Nations country where the whole world can just invade and come and do as they please and get government subsidies, and, and that's the way it's always been. No, it's not the way it's always been. We were a racist country, the same way the Jews are racist now. Very glibly and uh, 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 carefully racist. And that's a deliberate Jew meme that they spread, that idea that we're a nation of immigrants. Uh, yeah. And they, they, they When they first came into this country in 1880 to 1920, they, uh, they spewed that in, what was it, Israel's Anguil and uh, the whole thing of a... Sure. We're a melting pot, and they, yeah. they you know, they, they didn't do it. They do everything by degrees, and now we're to the, to the extent where, yeah, we're just any... Yeah, they, they, they distill Jefferson and say, here's what he really meant. Here's what he really meant. He had some very good ideas, and he was right about this. So his universalism was good. His racism was bad. And so, therefore, mm -hmm. you know, they bifurcate the man. It's, a, it's preposterous. Well, they can it's easy to take a phrase or, or one sentence that the guy says somewhere and, a, and to convert that into an agreement with your own liberalism, whereas the racialist stuff that he said is, is clear and unmistakable and re repeated. And it's the same thing that every other founder was saying, and even Lincoln was saying. You know, we need to get the blacks out of here uh, just because the, their assimilation into our population would be an unmitigated disaster. That's essentially what all the founders said, and, and what change reporting has proved them right. And that's the stuff that they cover up completely. I don't know if we were going to talk about it this week, but uh, one thing I'd like to mention is that one of the stories that Chain reported on that we actually reported in the last TAA, number two, was this girl who was, took a ride from Kansas City up to St. Joe with 50 niggers, and they gang-raped her with gloves on. And uh, there was so much, uh, the sperm was all mixed up, they couldn't tell it apart. And they, they proceeded from that gang-rape to visit a rival tribe of druggies who were no longer lived in the house where they thought they were going to find them. Instead, they encountered a white couple, which they murdered. Shotgun so on the to death. Shotgun. Yeah, and, and didn't uh, 
the woman who was the mother of the man of the couple who was murdered uh, joined the forum last week, and we're trying to we're trying to get a little more with her and possibly get a firsthand uh, report on uh, what what actually happened there. She posted and said something like, "At least one of the niggers they knew was involved was still around there selling drugs and partying." And I guess some preacher went on TV and was praying for the souls of three of those coons who were somehow associated with this case. And she said that the mayor was going to stand on, go on TV with them, but it never happened. And this this sort of stuff. I, I mean, I'm I'm 150 miles away from where this is going on across the state, uh, but um, it just doesn't make the news anywhere. It it, it makes it maybe one race neutral race deleted story in the paper in the local paper and that's about it and whereas you know you hear about the bird thing or any any slightest white infraction of a black sensitivity you hear about for years and and it becomes a staple on you know on comedy central or saturday night live that whites are racist and they're offending blacks and they're oppressing the black man they can only maintain this monstrous truly genocidal charade Alex, that, that, that presides over by complete suppression that couple and that's why they two... fear us so much, and they want to get us, yeah. this this little this little douchebag, whoever, chase around. Oh, kick these guys out this podcast directory. This is to perpetuate a, a genocide, literally. It's not about us talking about what we're talking about. It's what the horrible reality that they have produced. That we are simply the messenger bringing. Hey, white people, here's what the fuck is going on to you. You've got to stop it. And they they're, they're desperate to keep us off the air. Yeah, well, they're always people reading our words. They always seem to be one step ahead. They're like, well, if people f- actually listen to these guys and find out what's happening, what's going to happen to us, and that's bad. So, Alex, or uh, Aegis, let's talk about, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the, the meth-smoking Christian. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what, what do you do with an escaped nigger mass murder? Offer him your, your crystal meth pipe. Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah, right, this, me, this will fit right in. Is that coming right, to pipe now? What's that? That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, we ha- we're coming back. We actually covered Terry Nichols in a um, in a uh, previous Goy Fire, but now this is the update. Hostage of accused courthouse shooter says she gave him drugs. Ashley Smith, the woman who says she persuaded suspected courthouse gunman Brian Nichols to release her by taking talking about her faith. It discloses in a new book that she gave him methamphetamine during the hostage ordeal. Huh. How do you mollify a mass killer? <laughs> yeah, in her book, Unlikely Angel, released today, Smith says Nichols had her bound on her bed with masking tape and an extension cord. She says she asked for marijuana, or she he says he, he asked for marijuana, but she did not have any. And she dug into her illegal stash of crystal meth instead. This is the woman who, the Christian who supposedly saved that, uh, got him to turn himself in? Yeah, yeah. wait, it gets out of oh during your ordeal. You're kidding. And, and what's yeah. the name of that famous God book they kept quoting, the press quoted? What was her, her tome that she, they were reading together? God, God, the with the meth. Yeah. What's that Dory, book, Aegis? Yeah, I'm going to make my own rapture, man. I ain't waiting around for yeah, yeah, wait. During the ordeal, Smith says she pulled out Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. And smoked uh, some <laughs> And read to Nichols a chapter called Using What God Gave Me. Using What God Gave Me. God gave us the chemicals to make math. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is fucking classic, man. Oh, uh, now, then, listen, the press has given her short shrift on this. There, there's another case. These white girls, uh, you know, they're, they're so doped up with niggers, they don't know if they're coming or going. There was another case this week. We were talking about that before we went on the air. And uh, this nigger claimed that the white girl, a beautiful young blonde, 20 years old, uh, was, was intimidating, and he was so scared of her, she ran into his knife three times. Not just once. She backed up just like ramming a car or something. But with her body, rammed herself, her body on his knife three times, so she's dead. Well, they, yeah. they were they were uh, pot smoking buddies too. Yeah, it's no joke. These kids are trying yeah. to uh, no, it's not. hate themselves in their own culture and to look at every other culture has its strength, and the, but white culture is somehow yeah. white bread and washed out and deracinated. And, I, and, and, I, and I, a lot of our guys, Alex, they, look, these are kids. You know, they're very critical of these. They, you know, they say they're young race mixers, and it's true. And yet. 
they're, they're so impressionable. They didn't even have a chance to intellectually mature, and the women are intellectually mature in a different way than men anyway. But uh, it's just it's it's wrong, and the mass media is doing it. People like Murray Rothstein of MTV, I'm sick of it. They're, you know, we really do need a revolution at some point in which these people are held accountable and in very uh, uh, brief ways. Yeah, these people have put out these uh, genocidal and intentionally genocidal uh, lies. Yeah. Yeah. And they are the only ones, and it's not just that. They haven't allowed anybody to counter their lies with the truth. Yeah. To the extent they could possibly suppress them, harass them, persecute mm -hmm. them, they have done it. And people who do counter them, like us, are bad people. I mean, we were uh, we had some DOS attack last night, and uh, you know the forum was down most of uh, most of Saturday, and this is this is one example of the persecution that's uh, coordinated and organized by our enemies, because they can't beat us with just plain words. They can, I mean that 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 ought to be very scary to some of you who think maybe we're over the top or what we're saying goes too far. What is it that they fear about us? We don't have any standing armies at our disposal. We have no real way. I don't have any technical knowledge to go around trying to hack other people's sites, and I, I wouldn't, if I could, I'd try to shut them down. What the nation of Israel has an entire doing? unit that that's what they do. The, the, the Israel does this. I'm not saying Israel attacked us, uh, but uh, certainly antis and, and people who believe in the mass message that they've been told over and over and over do attack, and they do it regularly. Yeah, well, well, they, the I know that they have in the past. I mean, there's been uh, hacks that have come from Israel, and they masquerade them as though they're coming from uh, Jordan or other other Middle Eastern countries. This is some of our recycled tax dollars. You know, we can't give any aid to a Christian thing, but we can build a Jewish synagogue or a Jewish whatever on on Navy grounds, and we can give billions to Israel. Complete double standard until some of you Christians start waking up and seeing that you're being used. Uh, this will continue. Sometimes you got to think for yourself. I mean, we're putting out a hell of a lot of evidence here, people. I mean, if you if you disagree with us, you have to counter it. Go in our forum. We encourage you to join our forum at vnnforum.com and uh, check out our threads offering fuller documentation of all the stories that we're talking about on here on air each week. And uh, yeah, and if you think that our primary our primary gripe is, is mud crime on white people, you'd better look at the big picture. That is the declining job prospects in this country, the literal exportation of our entire industrial production base. And all of these things, they're tied together, and there are reasons they're occurring, and there are reasons that no one is, is countering them. It has to do with corruption. One of our guys in the forum, they're, they're so well-read and everything, and he, he was publishing something that whenever you talk about, whenever the Jews talk about anti-Semitism, look for major uh, economic fraud. And he said it was thus in the Weimar Republic. And, and it's that way now. Uh, again, we're back, if I may, just I'm segueing into this, but it just occurred to me, uh, this Carnival Cruise thing. Can we go right into that? Because this, look, people who are listening need to get it. It's not just one thing. It's it's going on all around you, and you're so busy at the shopping center or uh, or, or avoiding hate. Yeah. We're just trying to get by and work and, and pay your bills. You may not have time to notice some of this, and that's what we're trying to bring you. Mm -hmm. uh, are, are some things that get you to look at the world in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. All factual, none invented by us. All of our generalizations are utterly fair. They're based on statistics. Well, the, the Carnival Cruise Line, I guess I've gotten, what was it, 236 million? I may be a few tens of millions of off. I think that's right. Yeah, and Carnival Cruise is a Jewish-owned company. Uh, they're they're uh, in Panama. They're, they're chartered in Panama. They made $1.9 billion last year in income, and they paid a tax rate of, Point zero zero one five eight percent. In other words, three million dollars of on, taxes. On, yeah, they paid on one point nine billion. That. They paid three million dollar taxes on one point nine billion in right. pre-tax. So uh, I did the math, and that's point wow. zero zero one five eight. It's not one tenth percent. It's not uh, one hundredth. It's one uh, less than or a little bit over one thousandth of a percent. And other companies, U.S. companies, I guess, have paid on that sum. Uh, the average is 25%. Anyway, they got now, the wait contract. A wait, okay. wait a second, Shane. Weren't these guys, wasn't this the company helping uh, hurricane victims? Yeah, why don't you outline that, Aegis? Because, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll read a little from the story here. Yeah. Yeah. $236 million cruise ship deal criticized by Jonathan Weissman of the Washington Post of September 28th. Um, okay, so the, the basic point is the military has to put out a real quick, you know, request order to fill that we need, we need some slots for these desperate evacuees. And the hasty appeal yielded one of the most controversial contracts of the Hurricane Katrina relief operation, a $236 million agreement with Carnival 
for three ships that now bob more than half empty in the Mississippi River and Mobile Bay. The six-month contract, staunchly defended by Carnival but castigated by politicians from both parties, has come to exemplify the cost of haste that follows Katrina's strike, that followed Katrina's strike and FEMA's lack of preparation. To critics, the price is exorbitant. If the ships were at capacity with 7,116 evacuees for six months, if they're at full capacity for six months, the price per evacuee would be would total 1,275 a week, according to Tom Coburn. He's a he's a rep from Oklahoma. Uh, his estimate so 1,275 dollars a week if the ships were full and they're not full. Mm-hmm. Whereas he says a seven-day Western Caribbean cruise out of Galveston can be had for 600 a person, and that would include entertainment and the cost of actually making the ship move. Mm-hmm. So now what they say Carnival's bid. For this uh, this contract totaled 192 million over six months, plus 44 million in reimbursable, such as port charges, fuel, food, and doc- docking costs. To Carnival executives, the contract will ensure only that the company breaks even when it pulls three ships from holiday operations. About 100,000 passengers had to, had their vacations canceled to accommodate the government's needs, says J. Michael Cry, the president of the International Council of Cruise Lines. Who's well, wait a minute, now right there, that phrase to accommodate the government's needs—that's a loaded phrase, right there, Alex. But here's what the requirements were. Full meal service for this contract, this FEMA contract. Full meal service, between meal snacks, linen and maid service, and medical support and uh, prescription pills. Now, they need entertainment in there. They ought to bring Jackie Mason and, and Richard Lewis and the Neville <laughs> Brothers and Gree Gree Juju Dr. John the Night Tripper in a feather boas and uh, black snakes <laughs> up his leg. All those niggers are floating around in those boats or, or, or the half-empty boats and no entertainment. Can they give them crack? Well, didn't they have the, the the plasma screen TVs? Well, look, the, the Jew who owns this company, the, the Jew who founded it, was an, is a, an Israeli gun runner. Uh, he's deceased now, and I guess it's his son and his, his daughter's the t- primary stockholder. We, I looked at Hoover's online, and I believe that's his son, also the same surname, who's running it. Now, the guy who left the contract. Again, this is a quarter of a billion dollars, people. This is not like a $5 million contract, which is massive in and of itself. With a Captain Joe Manna, M-A-N-N-A. He's the director of contracts at Sea Lift Command. And I looked them up, and he got some award uh, a while back for 25 years of service, I guess, out of South Carolina. And then they talked about how they took a dozen meals to the Andrew B. Brown School, I think it was on Thanksgiving, uh, obviously a school of, uh, of uh, shitskins and gave them a, a dozen Thanksgiving dinners. Well, I guess Sealift Command, aren't they in charge of all the, uh, all, all, the, all the ship's provisions? I don't know exactly what Sealift Command does, but this Joe Manna should be held accountable, and they are having uh, investigations of this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, this is a level of corruption that's just beyond the pale. Well, <laughs> How bad can it get? Yeah, I mean, they're getting a huge contract for basically sitting in port, and, and I'm sure that they'll pick up all those 100,000 passengers they're claiming that, had to cancel later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks like a lot of easy, guaranteed money for them. And, and again, they, they based themselves out of Panama in the first place to avoid U.S. taxes. And uh, now, in the typical Jewish fashion, they're crying that look at the great sacrifice we're making as they, as they pocket a quarter of a billion dollars for something that wasn't even needed. It reminds me of those Jewish groups claiming we were part of the revolution too because some Jew uh, floated alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they claim. <laughs> yeah, or the Polish popper, the, the, the Jew cr- uh, cries out in pain as he slaps you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well we're, we're drifting into the TJB, so I'll, I'll throw in one for the... Uh, oh, we never li- really leave the TJB. <laughs> yeah, for the group. So, Plains, New York. The founder and the chief financial officer of a beleaguered hedge fund each pleaded guilty to conspiracy and fraud charges Thursday for their roles in a scandal that allegedly cost investors about 450 million US dollars. Samuel Israel III, the founder, and Daniel Marino, the CFO of the Stanford, Connecticut-based Bayou Hedge Fund, pleaded guilty in US federal court. Prosecutor Marjorie Feinsuk said Bayou issued fictitious weekly quarterly and annual reports that inflated its profits to attract new investors and lull existing investors into keeping their money in the fund. 
And there are 7,000 hedge funds, uh, hedge funds with uh, managing $870 billion. In this article, what they say that some Jewish federation or something lost $4 million, so of course they get highlighted in the article. Uncle Samuel Israel. Huh? That's probably why he was prosecuted in the first place. Well, I wonder how uh, much Jewish fraud there is committed yearly. Right, that was the Jewish Federation of Metropolitan Col Chicago seeking more than $4 million. And all the many counts he's facing... And they say it's very highly unlikely that he'll face uh, any real time with this. It's almost become a weekly tradition in the Goyfire that we just talk about these mass hundreds of millions of dollars cases or billions of fraud, uh, Jewish fraud, and flimflams. All right. Well, this the stole one. from some fellow Jews, which makes him a bad Jew. Right, we'll steal from the Goyim only. Right. Well, we've got good Jews over here. Miami judge approves 25.5 million in World War II cases. Uh, amid objections from some Holocaust survivors, a federal judge Monday approved a $25.5 million settlement between the U.S. government and Hungarian Jews who lost jewelry, artwork, and other treasures when a Nazi gold train was commandeered by the U.S. Army during World War II. Uh, on the forum, there's a nasty strip of uh, headshots of Jews, each one looking more invidious and dishonest than the last. <laughs> Yeah, the settlement came in a lawsuit filed by Hungarian Holocaust survivors over the Holocaust U.S. Army's yeah, capture and pilfering in 1945 of a train loaded with gold, jewels, silver, china, 3,000 Oriental rugs, and 1,200 paintings that had been stolen from Hungarian Jews by the Nazis. Yeah, I put a picture of this Patricia, this Judge Patricia Seitz of Miami on the forum, and she's, uh, she's shown smiling with another Jewess who's, who's called a shareholder of Greenberg Tarek. And you may remember that firm was the lobbying firm that got money back for the... Uh, the uh, Iraqi, um, who, who were the pacifists that went over there, the human human shield uh, hostages, and then subsequently they got involved in uh, a, a lot of cases uh, involving just this such thing. And Abram, Abramov, who we reported on and has been indicted, uh, was involved with them, as is the number three guy, I believe it's in Bureau of Customs, who's a Jew. He was one of their lobbying uh, shills running around uh, your capital. Uh, so... Imagine this judge ruling on this thing, and then she's being pictured smiling with a Jewess who's identified as a shareholder of Greenberg Tarig. What the fuck is that? A shareholder? I mean, it would be like saying, <laughs> you know, your primary identity in life is you're a shareholder in something, and, and, and all they do is kvetch and complain and give me money. We were wronged. Yeah. I mean, the, the the level of uh, depravity is is it really is way 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 beyond what was going on in the, in the Weimar Republic. Way, it's just totally beyond it, and the country is essentially on uh, imminent collapse with the money and everything else. I, I know that gets a little sweeping, and, and I I feel sometimes obsessed with it. But there's no doubt we have clear cultural uh, morass in this country, cultural and money, economic, too. It's not a joke. People better wake yeah, the, up. They better start paying attention. The Jews are kind of running wild, and there's absolutely no force to restrain them at this point. Mm -hmm. Are they just run out of goy cannon fodder, or <laughs> have they inflated the currency to the point where, you know, we're... How low can you limbo, high people? You sucker, stupid, chump, uh, self-loathing white people. How low can you limbo? Yeah, the government is bigger than ever. It's got more debt than ever. And what's going what's gonna to come out of this? Nothing good. Yeah, well, we've got, got to judge. together these little, little stories and try to see where it adds up. Yeah, well, we've got a judge who restores plea deal for bomb plot suspect in Los Angeles. Um, a judge has reinstated a plea deal for a Jewish Defense League member accused of plotting to bomb a mosque in the field office of a San Diego County congressman who is Lebanese-American. The decision yesterday by U.S. District Judge Ronald S.W. Liu means prosecutors cannot pursue additional charges against Earl Krugel as they had planned. It also clears the way for Krugel's uh, sentencing in late September when he could face between 10 and 20 years in prison. Krugel's attorney and prosecutors were not allowed to discuss why Liu reinstated the plea deal because the defense motion was sealed. Yeah, this this Jew, unlike Matt Hale, who got 40 years and never intended to do anything to the judge, this uh, this Jew actually did intend to uh, 
his crime, and uh, you know he's he's the, the prosecution's helping him by you know he might get between ten and twenty years in prison. Well, just another example of the double standard. Matt Hale got forty years for a whisper and uh, alleged whisper, and uh, Ruben and Clue, they they'd actually been they'd actually they had bombs, they made bombs, they exploded them, and they had them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know this U.S. prosecutor down there in California, I remember the one with that. Uh, Remember that uh, Filipino was in charge of border customs and was smuggling with Daphne Kaganap or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she went home without a, without a little bracelet to, uh, like Martha Stewart. Uh, wasn't even arrested. And uh, I remember the U.S. prosecutor down there, she wouldn't uh, be recorded or anything. No, no, no. Couldn't do that. The corruption of our public officials is uh, pretty bad. If I call them up and I say, you know what, what do you think about it? Do you think that this is a, a bad state of affairs? They, you can tell they have a, a, a real seething hostility that anyone would dare address them with, uh, this person should be getting a long sentence because of this, do you not think so? Uh, mm-hmm. they, they just really don't like that. They're not used to people doing that. They're offended by it. Uh, they don't want to give you any information. They don't feel obligated to. And that's that. I remember this is probably even better contrasted with that white guy up in the Northwest who I think he threw a sort of half-assed Molotov at some synagogue, and he got like 40 years. Well, this guy had a whole bomb and extensive plans. And didn't didn't they blow up somebody? I'm uh, they they might have had an in, initial bomb. I, I, it's been a while since I've researched that story. but uh, Who was it? that I know there's a guy named Alex O'Day or something that uh, was killed by, I believe, the same collection, more or less. Well, wasn't I don't know there if it was Krugler. There, was, there might have been a Goldberg in prison, wasn't he? And they basically knew that one of these Jewish groups did it and nothing was done about it. Mm-hmm. Well, this this guy, he's not even sentenced yet, and he's going to get, you know, maybe a quarter of the time that some white teenager gets for something. There's clearly a double standard in which Jews are, are protected, not surprisingly, since they control the law slots, produce the judges and the politicians. Yeah, there, there was a kid who threw a, some sort of Molotov against the side of a synagogue and made a little burn mark, you know, uh, Mm-hmm. It wasn't even the Molotov, it was like kerosene or something, I think. And, uh, you know, the burn mark was three square feet or something. He got, he ended up getting 20 or 40 years. Well, so who knows when what? I hear stories like this, I keep thinking of, yeah, the, those, those movies I saw about a free press where reporters will investigate and, uh, you know, everybody starts clamming up and in the end they're exposed and, uh, you know, thrown into jail. But uh, that's not happening here. Well, it's a corrupt legal system in many respects. Where, where we've gone over this constantly in Goy Fire too, where 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 uh, niggers can rape white girls, and uh, you know, you know, I'm a black man. She really wanted it. What could I do? I wanted to give her what she wanted. Consensual sex. How, how many times have we been over it? They get 18 months for rapes. I'm sick of it. Because every time that they do, they they end up in prison. It always turns out they've been there 20 times before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get second chances like that when you're white. No. To commit, you know, felonies and and the rapes. There's just there's the system is rigged to all these different groups of people. Jews can pretty much get away with anything. I mean, uh, blacks can uh, get away with one hell of a lot. Whites get away with very little. And are presumed guilty if they say the wrong, insufficiently flattering words about minorities of the colors who are running this. Guilty. Insane Worse than mass system. murders we are in the popular yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah hate is the, we're supposed to be evil. They, they talk about hate nonstop. They never talk about crime. Mm-hmm. They talk about people who talk about crime. Or their own sacking of our, our of our economy via things like Carnival Cruise. Oh, they didn't know they didn't want to talk about that and, mm-hmm. and, and hedge funds and, and what have you. And you know, it just runs the gamut. And we have Seligman D's again, you know, giving out PhDs at Gonzaga's now with a PhD in hate. Mm-hmm. And, and and Jack Rosen, the head of the American Jewish Congress, and a big gun grabber. And even a Jewish head of the NRA. I don't know how you gun people. You know, I grew up with weapons too. I don't know how you can cotton that. I just don't get it. When is your breaking point? When your daughter gets raped, and when your daughter gets taught at university when she's a freshman to smoke dope with niggers, and then she gets killed or raped, is that the point you where you just want to be left alone? You don't even want to talk about it at that point. Is that it? And the thing well, is, at even that after point, that I, stuff happens, nothing, nothing happens after the fact because the media will not report it. It's up to the most neutral. Well, now, what will happen is a, a Christian preacher will come out and say, you know, we gotta, we gotta heal the community. You know, we gotta, yeah. we gotta concentrate on that pie in the sky. Uh, you know, forgive and forget. And the Jews so, think that, that that's hilarious too. 
they really think of it. You know, uh, Christianity is an adjunct of the Jew religion. I'll tell you when I when I throw these next TAs, I'm going to put in uh, things about Avad Yosef and how he said, you know, God sent Katrina. Yeah, that's your God, all you Christians. That's the Jew God. And if you don't believe me, listen to Avad Yosef, the ex-head Sephardic rabbi of Israel. Katrina was sent here because God was pissed off about Gaza. You got that? Yeah. <laughs> so God's That's pissed off funny. the niggers in New Orleans, I guess. All right. Well, closing yeah. statements. Anyone? Uh, I'd like to say we're going to wrap up TAA this week, and uh, uh, we're going to print probably forty, fifty thousand 50,000 copies of it, um, close to double what we printed last time. Chain's going to be putting it out around the country, and we hope a lot of you will uh, join in and get, get a few hundred copies and put them out in your neighborhood. Create a, a mini Fuhrer there. As people are exposed to facts, they're sure not going to get from the local progressive editor. Uh, beyond that, we'll uh, we'll tape another Goy Fire next week, and uh, we encourage you to uh, join the forum, vnnforum.com, the daily news at uh, govnn.com, and uh, the forum's getting up towards about 4,000 people. we got all the stuff documented, and we'd love to have you participate. I encourage anybody in the Kirksville area to uh, uh, who might have heard me speak earlier this week at the sociology class to uh, also get on there and join our forum, and uh, we'll continue to make outreach through every possible venue. Every time the Aryan Alternative is published, more and more material supporters and activists show up at VNN. Now, I don't know where they've been all their lives, but uh, they're ready to go and they're taking action. And I, mm-hmm. I can't even keep up with them because you read new posters and they say how oh, they're participating at this level or doing this. So, just well, as they a, fight back in some way, you know, they are. They're they're ready to fight. Yeah, we are going to fight back. So this is a, the, the the biggest publication of the Aryan Alternative yet, as I understand it, right, Alex? Twice as large. We printed about twenty thousand. Uh, I can't remember how many of number one we printed, but number two we printed twenty thousand. I think number one we did we did ten or twenty. Number two we did twenty. This one we're going to do at least forty-five. So we're we're more than doubling the size of it, and it's going to be sixteen pages with basically what we try to do on Goyfire and also on TAA is uh, we don't mess up with a lot of ads. We spend time on topic. And you get nothing but hardcore truth about what is going on in your neighborhood, in your world, and more importantly, perhaps, why it's going on so that you can understand what is causing these problems as the first step to doing something about them. In the American Revolution, approximately 3% of the people were actively involved in the movement. And a a lot of uh, minds and, and philosophers and very smart people in our movement, like Dr. William Pierce, have said that we essentially just need about 1% to 3% of the people. And uh, when we get to that point, I'm sure things will begin again to change and at an even rapider pace, more rapid. Let me say that we, we spoke uh, the other week about uh, these people trying to raise this coalition against hate and this garbage here in Kirksville to come after me. Um, but uh, I, I founded a Kirksville sub-forum on BNN Forum, and I encourage other people to set up threads in that dealing with their own particular area and start networking with their own people to... Because it does come down to the local area and people you know and standing up in your own community and saying, we're not going to tolerate this Jewish garbage that's killing our people. So, once again, vnnforum.com. Don't just listen to us. Get involved and participate. It's better than spectator sports. Control the conditions you live in and your family lives in. And that's all i got to say for today. All right. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in tonight. Um, And I want to thank Stan for making this show possible. Uh, You have been listening to Voltage Clamp by the rubber band Banjos. That's the pod safe music we're uh, promoting tonight. Uh, Get involved. uh, Help us win back what's ours. And keep listening. And remember, we are the good guys. Till next time, America. This is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbyes. Goyfire is a production of Vanguard News Network Broadcasting. GoVNN.com problem is for the next generation. That's when the hurt's going to come by. Let's kick that wing in ass! Come on! Let's go! It's burning! You know that! They're taking over.
and and you're a racist pig if you resist. Go back to Europe. It's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years, I started buying guns. You don't make anything better by adding 30 million Mexicans to it, do you? I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Man Man Project? I'm going to show you an armed vigilante right here. These are our weapons. The, the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country have been the result, really, of elite um, sentiment and, and, frankly, you know, ethnic interest group lobbying and so on. The Democratic Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, the Republican Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor. There is absolutely no immigration law enforcement which means we have no borders, which means we have no nation. We don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand to our own government about what we, the people, demand and what we expect from the government, you know, uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in and make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way. Don't do anything wrong because you won't stand a chance. The United States government has refused to effectively protect the southern border with Mexico for 40 years. Average American citizens are now banding together to stand up against a government they feel no longer represents their interests. October Sun Films presents The Line in the Sand, a documentary by Byron Jost. Visit octobersunfilms.com for more information. IRC or Java. Pick your poison. Right racialist. Intercourse. Live and online. VNN Live. That's right. Live chat for VNN. VNN.MINE.NU. 1488-join. Number VNN. And for you Java folks, HTTP. Colon double slash VNN dot MINE dot NU colon eighty eight slash VNN live. Antis need not apply. Come get some. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio.